0: Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast is brought to you, as always, by Euro Fantasy League. It's Champions League week, so if you're looking to change things up, try a new online fantasy football game. Make sure you check out Euro Fantasy League's new Champions League game at fantasy-champions-league.com. Again, fantasy-champions-league.com. Euro Fantasy League, the absolute best for online fantasy football.
1: Welcome to the Roma Press
0: Podcast with John Solano. All right, Andy. Roma 2, Cesca 1. Your first thoughts after that display. Well, first thoughts is that I bet on
1: winning 2-1. You did. You did. A podcast (laughs) that wasn't aired. So I'll I'll, I'll give you credit for that. Okay. Um, Second of all, um, the fact that we won is mainly due to... um, to individual moments, and um, because I still think that team effort uh, was not there tonight.
0: Yeah, the the performance was not great at all. <laughs> Especially, again, what what is it about the second halves? They come out and they look infinitely worse. Infinitely
1: worse, and and considering the circumstances, I mean Roma went, went, um, allowed the goal, the, the one, one goal, uh, where the whole defense collapsed, Um Santon was at fault there, but the whole defense overall collapsed there. And then they find themselves in a position where they have 11 players against 10. Uh, right. and, and instead of going forward and instead of capi- capitalizing on this golden occasion, um, They don't do anything. And the second goal comes from a a very, very lucky. And um, if I'm correct, there it was offside uh, goal, Mm. which is again, which is frustrating because you are well aware that that is not something that um, Roma can reproduce. That was just a lucky moment and uh, you that bailed you out and you won the game. Yeah.
0: I'm very happy with those result, very happy. And the the thing I, I, I think that might get overlooked is in in ninety percent of the matches where where Roma perform poorly, they tend to lose them. So the the, the the plus today is they performed poorly, they still won, but there were a lot of concerning things out there from the players to the manager. First off, let's just start with the good. Clivert um, was sensational. Best man on the pitch by by uh, light years, in my opinion.
1: Sure. Uh, maybe not for me, maybe not the man of the match, uh, as I as I liked more Pellegrini. Pellegrini was good, too. Uh, but Clivert, but yes, he's just a, a, a breath of fresh air, and... It makes it even more inexplicable that we had to sit through all those awful El Sharawi performances, um, which I'm sure Di Francesco will justify, but by, by saying, "Ah, oh, but you know, El Sharawi is the goals, goal uh, goal scorer, leading goal scorer of this team," and um, that has nothing to do. I mean, today uh, Clivert was so more, much more threatening, and uh, even even in his mistakes. He was threatening. He was dangerous. Uh, he, I think he got fouled like five times. And yes. three of those times was in in positions where if we had um, players that could capitalize on those occasions, um, we might as well have won by a, a larger margin. Um, the thing is that he is the player that you need when you want to counterattack. He is that player. Yes. And all those fouls, all those little... Uh, moments where Roma looked alive came from that um, that right side uh, that left side of Clivert, and that's his natural position. You could see him just uh, looking like a whole different player. And Roma need that player. They need him badly. They cannot rely on El Shrawy. And I fault Di Francesco for not putting him on the field earlier in the season.
0: Yeah, and I was actually annoyed that they weren't trying to get the ball more at his feet in the first half, because in my opinion, especially the first 45 minutes, he was the most lively attacker on the pitch, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but let's just do it now. Di Francesco taking him off was the most inexplicable decision I have seen from him this season. <laughs> I, 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 I cannot begin to explain
1: what he was thinking, because I have no idea. It's, yeah, in this is the frustrating thing. He goes on, and I, I don't know, we're recording this right after the game, so we're I'm not following what he's saying um at the post game conference, but if he he talks about this mentality thing, and then he comes comes with these ideas of taking the best player of the pitch and then putting on defenders where you when you're up, by one, and you're playing eleven men men against ten. And where's the mentality in that? Where's the, the 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 warrior attitude that he so often preaches uh, by by stating that this is his whole concept of uh, of football? Um, there was none of that. This team today, I I, I give so much credit to Sesca. They they look so much better than us even when they were down to 10 men um they were m- much more uh, just looked so much better like a, like a more organized team and um, they have some very interesting young players they did a lot and they put a lot of pressure on us and um, we were lucky to get away with it uh, but yes that change was inexplicable to me it's one of those moments where Roma are doing well, and you're you're riding this wave of positivity after after banging in that second goal. And he comes up with this idea and just just leaves the team completely deflated because after Clivert got off, it you didn't have that extra push, that extra bit of energy.
0: Yeah, and the other decisions that he made, bringing on Juan Jesus. Going to three at the back, somehow, some way, Jekyll playing all ninety minutes. I,
1: that may have been more puzzling so than, than Cliver started. coming off. Uh, yeah, uh, I I I feel very. It's like to me, it's unfair that I, I have to talk about Jekyll because there is there was nothing redeeming in this performance. there was no. nothing there was nothing in it and then the worst thing is that he gets rewarded he gets the armband he gets to walk off the pitch after ninety minutes of absolutely nothing and it's the worst thing is that it's not even those three clear chances that I mean those were fantastic passes by Cliver yes. to set him up it was it was just um. Miserable from him to not put those balls in the back of the net, but what was worse than that was his attitude. He, I mean, there was one clear chance where I think he uh, slammed the ball against uh, straight at the, the at the defender, uh, and instead of pursuing the ball, he just got mad at himself and just started walking around the pitch, and you know. <clears throat> To me, I ha- I think about Shik. What what is Shik thinking when he's sitting there on that bench, and he's seeing the starting uh, the starting striker perform so badly, and yet he's still out there. He's still playing, and the coach is doing nothing to motivate that player or you know uh, punish him. And you know he's wondering, well, what am I doing wrong? Because if jaco is allowed to perform like that and Schick still doesn't get any playing time then this is personal then this is personal and you're you're messing up the development of a young uh, good player yeah i
0: he he needs to play more and i think it's completely unfair i mean in my opinion you're 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 winning the match you're up by a goal your starting striker is clearly struggling. He's not offering much in the buildup. Um, you know, with 10 men, you would want to open up space. Dzeko just doesn't do that. I thought that was a perfect op- opportunity to introduce Schick. And um, he. The, the changes that Di Francesco made were just puzzling. And I don't know how anybody could justify him staying on. And then, I got to tell you, I was even more puzzled that when Cliver came off, they brought on Under, and they put him on the left.
1: Uh, nonsensical. That was... and uh, You know, it's it doesn't make sense. I mean, I preferred that rather than seeing Schick on the wing again, but Under was bad. Under right now is going through a rough spell. Uh, now, wait no... a minute.
0: I have a guy that I'm fighting with in my mentions. <laughs> He's telling me that,
1: <laughs> that, that well...
0: Under... Hold on. I, I gotta read. I gotta read a direct quote, because... I... It's absolutely hilarious. Um, whenever he gets the ball in the third, in the final third, he threatens the defense. He either passes from the flanks and finds a player inside the box or goes inside and shoots. Then he asked me how dense I am. Well, let me tell you how dense
1: I am, moron.
0: Like, what the fuck are you watching?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, that basically that description can fit any attacking player that is having a good time. Um, but right now, Under is not is it, he's just not performing it's he's an, he's a non-factor right? he today he came on he was dispossessed i think three times yeah. didn't get any clear touches on the ball was a non-factor on that left wing again why why on the left wing under is the only striker that you have that is consistently playing on that right side so again it's it's just one of those changes that you 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 have to question, you know, I'm not saying Di Francesco's sanity, but like what is he transmitting to the team? you know what what is is I mean, what did Cliver do wrong? I, mean, I don't think he was tired. I thought Pellegrini's substitution was reasonable because Pellegrini gets really tired playing that ten role. um he does an extremely valuable job of rubbing, running up and down um securing the back line as well, but Clivert, you could see him just. Wanting to continue, and mm. instead you take him off, and then you put Juan Jesus uh, at the 80th minute, and that's like the ultimate fuck you to the fans. Yeah. It's, it's it's the ultimate message to yeah. the to the team to sit back. And then the worst thing is that he'll come on on the post game conference and say, "Yeah, but you know, I, I I like the fighting spirit that we showed today. What fighting spirit? The sitting back." Uh, against the 10 man team is is not fighting spirit
0: yeah i I didn't like the approach at all i I, I really didn't um now guys, we sound negative but the result is fantastic I mean they're top of the group um as far as the other good goes well hold on we're, we're talking about shitty performances call out again was terrible
1: what is going on terrible yeah. well, indefensible it- it's indefensible and you know he's he's just not up to it you he would after 3 minutes he he was cooked by by every single mm. yes. ceska player on that way you cannot field this guy against young dynamic players and especially against a team like ceska that uh play not only with fullbacks there but also with midfielders that uh just a very dense midfield and um a very attacking team so Putting him on out there today was risking big time. I don't, I don't understand why. Uh, different. I mean, I may understand that you know he wants uh, a veteran player out there, but but Kolarov is just not up to it. And besides uh, a nice, decent um, free kick, he was also not a non-factor. He was even worse. He was detrimental to the team, just like his good old pal Jeko and di francesco needs to show some character by taking off these players that are not yes. performing no matter at the age yeah
0: to me now um i think it's it's a no brainer to to put Santon on the left florenzi on the right because uh, kolorov is just you know it's difficult to say because he was so um important last season but he he he's a liability um now switching to to the good things. Oh well, one more. I don't know, bad good. Some people are judging it differently. What do you think of Cristante? Because I thought he was terrible in that first half, but he he improved in the second.
1: Well, you know, uh, obviously it's a big it's a big thing to play a Champions League game against a tougher team than surely Pilsen in that position. In the first half, he was he was pretty poor. Um, he would get dispossessed a lot, and he was always slower than everyone else on the. Um, and and Zonzi had to cover for Kolarov and for Cristante, which again Zonzi was one of the bright spots of this team today. Um, but Cristante in the second half was much better. I thought he was much looked much more confident, and I like I like that tandem, that Italian tandem of him and uh, Pellegrini uh, together. I, they they look really really well, and mm-hmm. it just again it's it's one of he's one of those players that you need to you need to exploit more and you need to give him confidence and i think you know with these performances filled with ups and downs he will gain some much more much valuable experience um and also i wanted to talk to you about zagnolo i really liked Zaniolo. i today. thought he was really good when he came on he had that chance
0: yeah um I was disappointed he didn't score because it was a brilliant, uh,
1: action that he created all almost entirely on his own. Um, yeah. time he came on he, he with one touch. He, um, o- although it was after a foul committed by Jacob with, with one single touch, he put, uh, Florence in front of goal. I, I thought he looked, he looks very fearless for such a young player.
0: Yeah, he, he did really, really well. It's, I, I, I think this experience he's getting in the Champions League is just invaluable, and I, I'm hoping that'll help. Um, now for the for the good. We, we talked about Cliver, we talked about Pellegrini, uh, Manolas and Olsen, and even Fazio today. All three of them were really,
1: really good. Incredible, incredible, yeah. And uh, might I also add that um, today there was a clear... A clear, uh, clear communication between the goalkeeper and the defenders. Yes. You, you can actually really see if you, if one watches Roma, um, even in all those terrible games that we had, you can see the relationship be- between the, 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 the defenders and the goalkeeper build step by step. And today, there was some occasions where. Um, Olsen would go for a ball, and Manolas would go for that ball as well, and then he would back off. And that means that you have confidence in your goalkeeper, that you you know how to communicate in critical situations. And, yeah, they were all good. Um, Olsen, I think, was very, very confident today, very, very secure. And, um, you know, you, you just hope to get that fatio more often, and also, I would. <clears throat> I don't want to see Manolas um, set up the play ever again. Like today, yeah. he was fantastic in the positioning, defending, he saved us in that clear goal-scoring chance for Sesca where it was one-on-one on, with the goalkeeper. But when he is supposed to set up the play, um, he's just terrible. He doesn't have the feet to do it. We need a center-back that... Does that consistently?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I agree. But still, the 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 solidity and security that he brings to the team when he's on the pitch is just astounding at times. And they they play completely different with him on the pitch. And he and Fazio, now Fazio hasn't been that great, but they just complement each other so well and. I don't know how the likes of uh, Marcano or Juan Jesus find a way into that starting tandem because it's, it's without question to me they're you know, when it's Fatio Manolas, at least you have a fighting chance in defense. Now this is a great result, but we have to at least bring up or discuss Sampdoria at the weekend because I, I have to say it, This is a great
1: result, but if they lose or drop points, I mean, all this just goes to waste. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I was thinking when when the game was, uh, when we were in the final stages of today's match, I was thinking just about that. And I still think that Di Francesco, like he must be on the hot seat if we drop points against Sampdoria. There is just no excuses. It would mean... Champions League is a, is a separate thing and uh, the management cannot get it mixed up because if we drop points against Sampdoria it, 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 it's all going it's all going down the drain um, it's because Serie A is a very competitive league especially this year and you cannot afford to slow down any more than Roma have slowed down so far so if if the management is on the same page, if they have their priorities set straight, Di Francesco must be on the hot seat against Santoria.
0: Yeah, and again, I, I'm I'm very, very happy with the result. They they needed that. It looks like now qualification is almost a certainty, barring some sort of collapse. And even I mean the, the first position is certainly on the table now, whereas um had they not won this uh you'd certainly be saying okay well i'll I'll at least settle for qualification now finishing first is at least a feasible goal um but again great result i I, i'd feel better though if they at least had a better showing i don't know what it is they they just play for 40 45 minutes and then they just turn it off and i i don't know if that's defense i don't know if that's the players but I mean, I'm I'm looking at some of the things Di Francesco is saying on television right now, and he doesn't seem bothered really. I mean, he he's saying we should have scored a third goal, but that's about as harsh as he's getting. I mean, Wait. I'd love to see some fire from him.
1: If you noticed how he was acting during the game, he was very angry. He was yes, very upset. Yes, I will get, yes, you're absolutely right. That's a good point. With some shots, like, uh, I don't know, the BT uh, Live, uh, they showed some, some exclusive shots of him. And basically, during the entire game, he was pacing up and down, yelling, screaming, screaming at his assistants, clearly not happy. So there there must be something behind the scenes. It's It just cannot, because... This is we're very happy with this result, but the thing is that Roma, even when they win this season, they still show clear flaws, clear, weak links. and it's it's a team that when it matters most, okay, they may be able to perform, but it's it's not a this is not this was not a pretty performance. and you start to wonder, can Roma produce pretty performances when it matters most? Because this is all we are looking at. And, I mean, Di Francesco can can point to whatever he wants to point at, but today's team did not play well. They just managed to get a good result by um, having some occasional decent individual moments.
0: Yeah, and... Performances like this. They. they Clearly include luck. Because as you mentioned. The, the goal where Cristante hit off somebody. Uh, Pellegrini. Marginally offsides. Now granted. Roma have been absolutely fucked with. The decisions going against them. So in, in no way am I going to complain about. An offside goal. Because Roma are old dad and plenty more. Um, but. Something has to change because this um, this just isn't feasible or that not feasible. This isn't. Um, I, I just can't imagine that they maintain this. Now, I have um, just because I'm in I'm in Italy right now. I have Roma TV on and they just had Di Francesco and he was asked like a minute ago about Schick and he said uh, perhaps he will play in the next one um i thought it was more appropriate to make other switches ahead of him so i don't know what the hell that even means <sighs> this guy like talks in tongues sometimes like he says these things but you don't know what the hell they mean um i just can't think of a better spot to introduce shik than in that moment i'm very confused <laughs> by all of this i i mean
1: what does he have to do to get on the pitch yeah, this is but again, this is one of those moments where, yes, I don't I don't miss Spalletti, but Spalletti has, has, has still something that he requires respect from his players. And I remember when Gekko, uh, it was Palermo Roma and Dzeko was hunting for uh, I think it was a hot trick and he was basically uh, slowing the whole team down, not, you know, just was not part of the team game. And, and he just called him off and he just benched him. And even though Jacob D- protested and was clearly upset, he benched him and um, did not want to hear anything about it. And Di Francesco has never, in those two years, he has never benched Dzeko from uh, after... You know, after seeing that he's not performing, I think he's benched him once after a good performance, you know, in the final minutes to reward him and you know, to let him rest a bit. But he's never benched him for um with a disciplinary intention. And today was the day. Today, Jeko was simply not a part of the team. He was playing for himself. I mean, I don't even know if he was playing for himself. He was more of this this separate body that he he tends to be when it doesn't go his way. And it was a perfect occasion to say, you know what, I'm I'm going to trust this young player that we have on the bench. I'm going to put him in his natural position as a striker and see what he can do. And instead, he leaves Jacob for 90 minutes, rewards him with the captain's armband, and probably pats him on the back of the shoulder after the game in the locker room. And yeah. that is it's just disgusting. Yeah, and especially with 10 men. I mean,
0: you've brought it up before how Schick opens up the space in the final third. Um, He's better with his runs. He's quicker. He tracks back. Um, He opens up the defense. And with 10 men, I can't think of a better player to bring on in that with with those kind of
1: characteristics. Especially with Clydleton. You know, with Clydleton that would have been great. I would have loved seeing that. Instead, we saw Roma that was stagnant, did not move very well, was often caught um, with a quick counter-attack from Sesca, could not recover the ball, uh, and was often dispossessed by a team that was playing with 10 men. And where is the mentality? Where is the attitude? I want to see those things that he so often talks about and instead we don't we don't get any of that. And we we constantly see the same things. I know we may be beating a dead horse. We may be repeating ourselves, but Kolarov, Jeco, El Shirawi at times, it's it's always the same players that uh, they don't do what Di Francesco is clearly asking his players to do. But they're still there. They they still get to keep their starting spots. That's the that's the
0: frustrating part, and I agree. Now, based on what D. Francesco just said, maybe Schick starts against Santoria. I don't. I'm not going to put money on it though, because he's had plenty of, of opportunities to start him, and he just hasn't. He hasn't given him the chance. So that's frustrating. Um, so what else from this match can we take from it? Um, I mean, obviously, again, playing poorly but getting the points is very important. I'm happy about that. It's just these performances; they don't seem like something that they can continue to do and
1: improve their position in the league because they just look so poor at times. Um, this looked very much like uh, last year's game against Shakhtar, where we oh went yeah, out- where they were outclassed. We were we went top. Talk- it was an away game, we went up 1-0, and then we got completely uh, outclassed, outperformed in the second half, and we lost that game. Now, today, we got lucky with the red card, and um, we wasted a lot of ch- chances that we didn't get against Shakhtar. Um, so there's that. I mean, we won an away game in the Champions League, something we hadn't done with under Di Francesco. But it's still... it's. It's concerning the fashion in which Roma goes about losing games and winning games. There is just never a clear line of you know of what was, 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 what was good about this game and what was bad about this game. It's always very fuzzy, very messy um, just it, 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 it's, it's puzzling and it just it's just as puzzling as the decisions made by the manager, the manager's words, and the performances by some of the players that are considered to be key players for this team.
0: Yeah, I tweeted it out, and the thing that really pissed me off in that first half was just the, 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 the level of effort. It was, uh, there was one moment where on the right side, Florenzi misplayed a very, very, like a horribly misplaced pass, and Sesko went on the counter. And he tracked back 30, 40, 50 yards, and it ended up a throw in Roma's way. And it's little things like that that they just don't do that. We didn't see that against Fiorentina. We didn't see that against Napoli. We didn't see that against Like uh, uh, The frustrating part for me is there's so many older players, the the senatori on this team, and they still just never have the correct mindset every single match. You look at Juve, that's why they're so damn good because 36-year-old Barzai, he plays his balls off every single match.
1: Yeah, we we talked about this in the unearned episode uh, that every team, every team that is ahead of us has some some player they can rely on or players that they can rely on because the the competition between these players in the squad is so high. I mean, look at Napoli. Napoli have have Insigne, Mertens, and Milik. Uh, and Callejon all performing on on all cylinders because there is just this competition. You don't know if if uh, Mertens will be benched next game or if Milik will be benched benched next game. And once they do, and once they are asked to come off the bench, they still perform. And Roma don't have that. Roma lack that uh, that extra kick. Um, and an example like the situation with Jack is not only detrimental to Schick, because he cannot grow as a player. But it's also detrimental to Dzeko, who is wasting chances and is is clearly not building a good relationship on the pitch with other players. Um, And, and you have to wonder, you know... <laughs> What does he need to do to to get some bench time? And because I think it would do him good, it would not be considered as punishment. I think it would be beneficial for him. It would be a little bit of competition. Like I need to, you know, I need to get that spot back from that kid. And um, instead, we don't have that. We're we're a very flat team. Uh, we're a team where players take everything for granted because we allow them to.
0: Yeah, that's the the frustrating part when. And I, I think the manager is most at fault for this because he's the one who ultimately makes a decision. But I just don't understand. And, and I'm curious to see. I'm really curious to see because we're, we're talking about Jekyll and Schick. If El Shadawi is on the pitch in place of Clivert, I will be just beyond stunned because oh. Clivert did more today than El Shadawi has done in a month.
1: Yeah, but, again, it's... But I know it's
0: coming. That's the annoying
1: part. I know it's coming. I know it's coming because it's, um, again, El Sharawi has clearly built up a reputation with, with Di Francesco and a relationship where, you know, he is considered to be the veteran, the guy... De can rely on, and um, for no reason at all, because El Shirawi, aside from some statistics that might show you otherwise, that may say, okay, but he scored these many goals, and he's been um, an assistment season, blah, 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 um, he has no place on the starting lineup with this sort of clivert. I understand Clivert is young, I understand he may be inexperienced, I understand he may not be physical enough, he may not be uh, good at defending yet, but he just adds that extra spark, and Roma need all the extra little things, because we're in a slump, we're in a terrible situation right now in the league, we've tried everything, why not go for it, why not put Schick on, why not put Clivert on, see what happens. You know, it, it, it's astounding to me that the only game I really enjoyed this season was the game against Frosinone, where it was basically a game where Di Francesco, Di Francesco said after uh, Bologna, uh, the Bologna clubs, he said, well, fuck it. I'm just going to put Pastore on. I'm going to put uh, Clive, um, uh, El Shrawy with Sik, you know. And it was just this, this whole team where... Um, players were having fun and right now i don't think players are having fun at roma and that's a big part of playing um if you look at other teams they are clearly having fun and they are getting results and roma are not so
0: yeah yeah so let's let's wrap it up here just because there's going to be a lot to talk about over these next couple of days until the match against sampdoria um because yeah I, you know I, do we
1: expect, Do we expect a, a different
0: goal? Oh, yeah, the Puginio is arriving without without question, 100%. Um, yeah, the, yeah, 100% he scores, maybe even two. Maybe he gets a hat-trick, who knows? Um, <laughs> that's been the luck this year. But, yeah, I, I have to say um, it, it's frustrating to see because um, we talked about it uh, a podcast or two ago where Monchi mentioned that, you know, some, or maybe it was Di Francesco, I forget, who mentioned that you're going to suffer a bit with youngsters on the pitch. Um, but again, today, the worst on the pitch were uh, Kolarov, Dzeko, and the best were Pellegrini, Clivert. So is he really going to go back to El Shadawi? on the wing after Clivert has this fantastic performance to me, it's just baffling that he says one thing, but he does another. You brought it up. I think, it, I think you just said it a little bit ago, but how he, he wasn't going to pick, um, he was going to pick guys who are who willing just to fight for him fighters. And Clivert goes out and performs like this. Pellegrini goes out and performs like this. Uh, Cristante was good today, goes out and performs like this. I just can't understand how he could possibly defend bringing El Shadawi back into the fold or defend uh, playing
1: Jekyll again.
0: It's indefensible.
1: Yeah, and notice notice how. How he never says, Jacco needs to do more. Something that also Spalletti was saying. Spalletti, who who's Gieco, who, who, in his tenure at Roma, Jacco was the, the leading goal scorer of Serie A. He was a monster that year. And um, Spalletti was always saying he needs to do better. Yes, he, he scored, but he needs to do better. Instead, with Di Francesco, we don't hear that. We... We often hear, you know, that Dzeko is capable of doing this or that, blah, blah, blah. But it's never he never points fingers at those players that really need to be um, really need to be called upon. he um, I don't recall hearing him say anything about Kolarov um, or Fazio when Fazio was uh, terrible and um, still is beside today's game. Um, yeah, it's it's. It's an odd situation where I think there is a, a clear confusion with the management, the manager, the players themselves. There is, there is something off about this Roma. I don't really know what it is, but the re- results show it. Re- the results in Serie A show it. The fact that in the Champions League, you perform on a completely different level show it. There is just something that is not allowing this Roma to fully express itself.
0: I agree. I agree. All right, let, let's leave it there. We will be back ahead of the match against Sampdoria and I'm sure we will have plenty more to talk about. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. And until then, ciao. Ciao.